0: Welcome to our podcast. My name is Amelia.
1: My name is Sherrick and this is Amelia.
0: And Sherrick, what are you doing?
1: The podcast that decided to close its adults only section and prohibit the sale of most oriented items for adults to great backlash. Uh, uh... (laughs) That's... All we've got for you this week.
0: (laughs) End of episode.
1: (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it.
0: If if it says this episode is over an hour long, don't believe it. It's (laughs) just
1: it's just the rest of it is just silence, and then at one point. At one point, it's very, very clear that, like, I thought we were done recording, but my phone was still out of my pocket, and so I'm, like, washing the dishes and, like, dancing to, like, September (laughs) by Earth, Wind, and Fire for, like, way too long, and then I'm, like, and then you just hear, like, oh, shit, we're still recording, boop!
0: (laughs) Yeah, so be sure to keep listening through the entire length of this podcast so that you don't miss that. (laughs)
1: So this is the podcast uh, where we talk about uh, all things pop culture, all things music, television, et cetera, et cetera. And by all things, I mean, whatever the fudge we feel like, when we feel like it. Um, as I have mentioned, uh, I am Amelia and this is my co-host, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've done that bit, but maybe i it's I been a long have. time. So, okay. Anyway. I don't
0: think you have.
1: All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe like next year on April Fool's Day, we'll do a whole episode where I just refer to myself as Amelia. <laughs> and we'll just title that one. The, the, the episode will be the, the Sherrick and Amelia, what are you doing? <laughs> or no, Sherrick and Amelia, where have you been?
2: <laughs> oh,
1: man. I... that It probably won't fall on April Fool's Day, but what the hell, we'll try anyway but uh yeah so yeah we do we do all sorts of pop culture and awesome stuff uh we got a great show for you today uh but before we get there we do our customary uh, amelia how was your week
0: yeah um so um yeah my week was kind of crazy mm-hmm. um as i've said most uh weeks on this podcast work is crazy and uh it's still crazy and it's yeah don't want to talk about it so mm-hmm. um but luckily I had a trip planned for the weekend to uh take take my bestie Amber friend of the pod um to my hometown of Moorhead Fargo Moorhead mm-hmm. um and so shout got out to, to
1: the Fargo Moorhead area
0: woohoo Got to see my parents and my two oldest friends in the world and my godson Um, and yeah it was just a really good chance to get away um, to reflect on some stuff and to just um, yeah just see some people that I love and haven't gotten to see. In a very long time. Um, The last time that I was uh, up in that area was Mm -hmm. about eight months ago. And I think that's about the longest I've ever been away. Um, So I was driving through town going like, what's that? What the fuck is that? When did that building go? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love it. Yeah. And just like, it was really nice to be able to um, to have that have those people that I love and that love me around for a few days and, um, get to hug them again. Yeah. Um, cause we're all fully vaccinated. And, um, yeah, I, I even went out, uh, I went out on Saturday night and went to three different establishments, uh, which is not me pre pandemic, let alone in pandemic mm-hmm. um so yeah that was
1: you, weird you, to you be- left you left the crowd at the backstreet boys world tour and went to concessions and it was actually pretty great
0: and then yeah yeah i uh yeah i um yeah i have a friend uh i have an old friend in in that area who uh likes to likes to get out and get an adult beverage and uh the one time a year that I get together with him that's mm-hmm. I do that as well <laughs> mm-hmm. um and yeah I was like oh my god I'm inside a bar right now what is happening <laughs> um but I think it was kind of a nice way to re-enter the world so to speak um mm-hmm. because being away being in a familiar yet unfamiliar place because it's not my normal place. Um, I don't know. I feel like it made that easier or something to be mm-hmm. like, well, I'm already like in this place that I'm not normally in. So like, right. sure, let's go into a, a restaurant. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that was really fun and really, uh, something that had very good timing. Um, so yeah. How was your week, Sherrick?
1: Um, It was, it was interesting. So uh, the reference that I made to the opening of the podcast, and this doesn't really affect me at all, but I just thought it was like this weird thing that eBay would announce. Um, eBay is is closing their adults only section prohibiting the sale of most sexually oriented items, which I was like, you know, on one hand, who's buying adult stuff off of eBay. But on the other hand, I was like, you know, actually probably a lot of people because like if like we're, we're talking not just about like sex toys which like normally we don't get into that kind of like stuff here in the podcast but we are this week because i fucking felt like it um <laughs> but like they're also talking about like anything that's like any like you know anime or like hentai or any of that kind of stuff and i'm like well, that's probably some people's best place to get it because they can't
2: mm-hmm. get it
1: shipped from japan directly so that's actually right. kind of shitty
0: well and i think but... too that like when ebay first started it was like this online auction site for people's collectibles or used items mm-hmm. and th- there's a lot of stuff being sold on ebay now that is new yeah um so you know it's not it's not maybe it's weird to think about Adults only items on eBay now, as it maybe would have been at the beginning. It would have been like, "Ew, I don't want your used sex toy." <laughs> right. right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can think of a lot of things that would be in a "quote unquote" adults only section that wouldn't be, um, that.
1: So, um, not. I mean, that's just like the, the like one of the major pieces of news that came out. It doesn't necessarily affect again in fact my week, but it was just weird that it was like no new listings will be ad- allowed in that category. Uh, and then if you still have items in there, you'll be removing them. And so it's like, it's weird because it sounds like they're trying to remove it or create a ban on it, but then they're not putting anything in its place. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well then you're probably going to lose a lot of business, but like, do you care? Do you not care? Like, I don't know. Right. Are um, they just was...
0: saying that like, I don't know, like list those items under a different category that they're just like trying to integrate everything into it so it's not as like
1: yeah i i don't know it just seems like they're doing it because they're like afraid of like people getting access to that but it's like that's i mean you know in spaces and maybe we'll do you know because of course we have to say it once a podcast maybe we'll do an episode on this kind of stuff but it's like the nsfw space seems to be getting like smaller and smaller because people are afraid and it's like you know what If, if somebody wanted to create like a Pornhub account, like there's very little to stop them if they're underage in order to do it. You know what I mean? Like you don't require someone to show like their government ID or some shit. So like Mm
2: -hmm. all it
1: takes them to be is like, yeah, I was born in 1970. (laughs) Like that's all it like, you know, like, cause like for me, I mean, I remember create my, I created my Neopets account when I was underage. And like, this is, we're talking about fucking Neopets. Like, they were like, you have to be 13. And I was like, yeah, I'm 13 in right. two years. Like,
0: Right.
1: So, like, it, it just seems like it's a huge overstep if that's what they're doing it for. Right. But I don't know. It just seems like it's a dumb idea. Anyway, you asked me how my week was. Mass Effect is amazing. Um, oh, yeah. Mass Effect came out. Um, I've been playing it. I It's been very difficult because that kind of game... And and to be clear, we're talking about the Legendary Edition, so I'm talking about Mass Effect one, two, and three. And I'm only like, I've I played probably somewhere in the neighborhood of five hours already, and I barely left the prologue of the game, like barely like barely left the prologue of it. Um, I've gotten all I've gotten almost all of the companions, but like I've barely touched, uh, like you know, the scratch the surface of that. I've been watching a lot of people play it, and it's just very fascinating. And I think it's for me. It's like they didn't really do te- like a terrible amount other than like make the game graphically, you know, improve because, you know, it's almost a it's like a decade and a half old almost at this point. The original Mass Effect that is. Um, but just getting to go back and remember the little nuances and like the way that things were laid out in the game and just like making decisions and going, I remember what fucking happens here is just, it's a very, like, interesting bout of nostalgia, and, I, and mm-hmm. you know, again, we'll eventually do an episode on on that, but, like, I'm really having fun with it, and I'm playing it on my Twitch channel. I'm adding an additional streaming day. I haven't decided when it is yet, like, permanently, and I say permanently because I will probably remove that day once I get through all of the games, mm-hmm. but, like, I just want I just thought that it would be a good idea to have an additional day so that people won't go oh you played this last Friday what did you do I don't remember you know mm-hmm. like because it's been a week since I played it but um so yeah twitch.tv slash a that's where I'll be playing it it's been killing me softly because I wanted to play it like today but I was like I really should only play it while I'm streaming so people can fucking get their bang out the bang of, bang of their buck or whatever mm-hmm. um So yeah, that's really all I got for you as far as the week. So um, I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. So this week, we are going to handle some Animorphs. We're back, baby, with some more kids fighting a war against an alien cabal that is bent on controlling the universe. (laughs) I was only worried about finals and now I have to fight a secret alien war with my friends.
0: <laughs> that's that's like my favorite thing about teen books or series or whatever uh-huh. is like that like oh i'm still going to school and doing my homework but i'm also like saving the world or solving crimes or like Mm -hmm. whatever it is yeah and like you never see them in school or doing homework (laughs) except occasionally (laughs) just so that you remember oh right they're teenagers and they're going to high school or whatever Mm -hmm. um but then of course at the end it's like oh i'm going to harvard and you're like how how
1: how sway how How? (laughs) explain to me explain this to me explain the, th- the thing, that like, the prime example for me on that is uh the fucking secret world of Alex Mack.
0: Oh, my God. Where
1: she was, like, having to balance being, like, a, a you know, a normal teenager, and then she got splashed with chemicals, and now she became <laughs> And the funny thing about that is I always assumed that she just became, like, a pool of metal, mm-hmm. but a- a- apparently she's supposed to be a pool of water, the and fuck? I was, like, I was like, I know that CGI was relatively new in the nineties, especially for a but TV company. It was company. so metallic looking. It was so metallic looking. But like if you look like I looked this up the other day because I had to make a I had to make an Alex Mac reference. And I was like, <laughs> are they saying she became a pool of water or liquid? Because liquid I can understand is a vague enough that I can buy it. But if you're right. telling me that it's like supposed to be like a pool of water just traveling around, no, I don't like believe she
0: looks you. like Mercury.
1: Right. Like, she becomes, like, silver mercury, and then she melts. They do the whole yeah. cool, like, situation where her whole skin, like, all of her skin and stuff turns silver, and then she just, like, and now she's, like, just scooting around. I hope that the ASMR mic caught that, the <laughs> scooting around, going through the vents of her parents' house, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, boy. Man some interesting stuff anyway we're 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 covering something unique in the animorphs lore because uh between books seven and eight is a the first book in the megamorphs series which is which are companion books to the animorphs series so in terms of continuity like i said it takes place between books seven and eight but it i believe it comes out later uh, like after the fact if i if i recall no actually i think it i think actually they put it out that way because i want to say the the megamorphs book came out in may and then the the next book came out in june of that of 97 i don't have that memory in my head i did actually look that up anyway (laughs) so this this um like this this book is narrated by all six of the animorphs so so the the four uh you know the four human members tobias who is no longer human technically in X um, in turns, but there's no specific order. Um, so it's unlike the, the order of the narration of the regular books. Like there's a set order for the narration of the regular books. It's always like Jake is first and then I want to say like Rachel is last or whatever and then it ro- rotates back around. So this is also technically the first book where um, X narrates and it predates any of his own books. So there's that. Which is funny because the next book in the series, which is the alien is the, is, is an ax narrated book. Okay. So like he gets to narrate here and then he gets his own like full book. Mm-hmm. And then there's like an each, there's always like a small icon um, showing the face except for Axe, He doesn't get uh, that. And he also doesn't appear, appear on the front cover or in the illustration. Mm. So he doesn't get like a full on like appearance for anything really until the very next book so any who way when and why this uh this this starts out with the animorphs like planning to have a somewhat lazy summer they're gonna keep like you know like that that watchful dad eye at the pool over at their kids who are goofing off that's at least that's their hope um Mm -hmm. speaking of they're attending a pool party and rachel goes to gymnastics camp so rachel is actually away from the rest of the animorphs at this point however before she leaves she um she morphs an eagle and just kind of just goes on a cruise to the air just to have fun. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: she's just going to like hang out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she, she finds Axe cause Axe lives like in a clearing in the woods, like away from generally everybody, because that's where he can feed. Cause again, they, they, eat, they basically eat grass by stealing the nutrients through their hooves. And lights do um, she tries to go say hi to him, but she's mobbed by a bunch of smaller birds uh, who knock her out. And she when she wakes up uh in pure 90s fashion, she has demorphed, so she's not stuck in eagle morph. She didn't she didn't break the rules. But uh-huh. what do you think happened as a result of her getting knocked out? Think pure 90s like trope for a for a, a situational comedy or drama. Someone was knocked out, and now
0: they have amnesia.
1: Bingo! She has amnesia! <laughs> I knew you were going to get there. That's why I was like, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so she's like, hey, X, what's up? I'm an eagle. Oh, shit. And then she's like, I don't know who I am or where I am. Oh,
0: my God. So
1: meanwhile, Jake and Cassie are attending the pool party. Uh, Marco was not invited, but he decides, because I, I don't remember who invited them. It was like some other person that invited uh, Jake and Cassie. But they were like, no, Marco, you don't get to come. So he's like, I'm going to take Axe along. And they basically crash this pool party. They Mm -hmm. morph into mice to get in and crash the party. Mm -hmm. And after they're done terrorizing the guests, they run into the basement to demorph. But when they do that, they're attacked by a giant flying monster known as a Velik, which is the Yerk word for pet. Um, So it destroys their house before it uh, dissolves into dust and just vanishes. Like I don't, if I'm recalling correctly, I when I say destroy, I don't mean like literally. It's a crater now. I think it's like, you know, had too much, had too hard of a party, and now all the vases are broken and shit on the walls well. <laughs> you know, like it has basically just like ruined the house. So like whoever threw the party is in big shit with their parents. Mm-hmm. The animorphs are regrouping, and then they find out that Rachel never made it to gymnastics camp. So they're like. Oh shit! Did she get captured by Yerkes? Like, what happened? Like, they're right. in panic mode. So um, Jake, Marco, and Tobias are like, "We're gonna go into the forest to see what happened." Um, Jake and Marco morphed wolves, and the Valique finds them and starts chasing them again. And they like narrowly escape it. But what they find out is that the Valique is drawn to morphing energy so basically it it like is like someone's morphing somewhere i'm going there you know Mm -hmm. like so they are about to collapse from exhaustion and then finally the they they manage to fight off the valik and it flies away so circling back to rachel she's been captured by a crazy person who used to be a controller Mm -hmm. and by crazy person i'm saying what the book and plot summary are saying like that those aren't that's not my thoughts but like Mm
0: -hmm. it's someone
1: who has obviously gone through emotional distress as the result of being a controller and it drove them insane Mm -hmm. is i guess is a more uh kind way to put it they lock her in a wooden shack and they set fire to it and as like a trauma response and and, like panic response i should say rachel morphs into a grizzly bear to escape and then is attacked by the valik because Mm -hmm. she morphed Mm -hmm. Uh, they fight and then Axe finds them mid-combat, he begins to morph and the Velik captures him and returns to the Blade ship basically is like, hey, this is what my my mission was, so basically Axe gets captured and taken to Visor 3 so like big not very good things are happening here because in theory now the Yerks now have two Andalites that they can use for morphing uh, and also one that knows exactly who all the other Animorphs are so like, oh no. This is, this is big shit. Yeah. Um so Rachel is still like I don't know who that was and what that was so I'm just going to wander back into town now.
0: <laughs> I mean duh. she hides
1: out in an empty house when the police surround <clears throat> her the house and tell her to come out, she morphs into an elephant and breaks through the side of the house. Just like out and out destroys the side of the house. I kid like you. yeah, not like house party, like literally rips down a freaking wall to get out. Meanwhile, Jake, Marco, and Cassie are noticing the Valique floating in the air as dust, and they steal Cassie's father's truck in order to chase after it. They attempt to, they attempt to play a game of keep away by morphing to attack uh, attract its attention. So they would morph a little bit and then stop and then re, like demorph so that it gets the leak, and they're trying to like distract it or something. Um, But their plan doesn't work out The truck ends up crashing into Rachel as an elephant Which somehow restores her memory But it draws the Velik to all of them
0: Um, of course it does Yeah, because, you know
1: (laughs) One way, you know The way to fix a concussion is to give another concussion Obviously Obviously, yeah Oh my
0: gosh
1: Um, the Velik tries to capture Rachel Who is still an elephant and now remembers But it can't lift her She's too heckin' big (laughs) So, Jake and Marco, who, uh, I will remind you, are under the normal age of a driving human being, uh-huh. as is Cassie. They try to continue on in the truck, they crash it again, and Marco ca- is captured by the Velik this time. So now, Marco and Axe are prisoners of Visser Three on the Blade ship. Axe morphs into a flea and hides on the Visser's body. He slightly demorphs and remorphs, because he's figured out, obviously, what the Velik is all about. And the Velik is like, you're morphing I'm gonna attack you <laughs> or there's something on you morphing so mm-hmm. it attacks viscer three and he's like mm-hmm. get this stupid thing off of here and so viscer three is like yo turn on the, f- like the sprinkler system <laughs> in the ship and so that's the distraction that Marco and Axe need to escape the blade ship and they morph into birds moments before they hit the ground so basically they found the hatch they do the cool like action thing where they're like they dive out and like right before they hit the ground, they're able to fully morph into birds and fly away.
2: Okay. Because
1: for those of you who don't know or don't remember, morphing isn't just like a snap your fingers, you're a bird now. Like you right. have to go through the process of your body becoming that of a bird. And it's not it's not necessarily quick. So this is like, you know, right before death, you were able to like form your wings and swoop away. And it, they realize also that the, the Valique does not like water. So water is what it is. That's why the Visser, the Visser wasn't just like, ah, panic, turn on the sprinkler system. Jane, stop this crazy thing. It was like, mm-hmm. no, this is how to stop the valik. It doesn't like water. Mm-hmm. So they, they realize that. Mm-hmm. So Cassie is the genius that comes up with the plan. They head out to sea. Cassie finds and acquires a humpback whale. She morphs into a cockroach and then Tobias flies as high as he can with Cassie in his talons and then he drops her. She demorphs into human and morphs while the other anamorphs are morphing as dolphins to keep the Vlake distracted. Cassie morphs into the whale falling back into the sea and it tries to capture her but it can't and it's dragged into the sea and drowns. Wow. So basically Cassie is just like I'm going to become a huge whale falling into the water I'm gonna take this thing down with me, and that is the uh, more or less the end of the book. Okay. Uh, Believe it or not, they take um, parts of this and put it in the TV series, (laughs) which um, they they take. um, So there was the 13th episode of the of the TV series, but they pulled it. Basically, they pulled the name from the 11th book, which is the Forgotten. Uh, which bears no resemblance to it. The TV of episodes course. did not follow the books faithfully, altering many aspects of the characters' role within the animorphs and the events of the war. Blah 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 um, They also, for whatever reason, don't have the valik in the TV series, which I can understand, probably because i would probably make a huge budget for a CGI monster that turns into dust. Yeah. You know? Right. So, so yeah, this is probably the wildest animorph book because it's just pure chaos from start to end.
0: Yeah. No kidding
1: like wow. to date so so yeah um some some morphs for you axe uh uses a mouse uh you know to, to crash the party he has a human morph which i don't remember if we talked about this but axe's human morph is like some weird thing that he did where he essentially acquired all of the the other remaining animorphs and just took their dna and just like pushed it into a ball and then i'm just like this is my human form now so like he Ooh. shares essentially like DNA from all of the other animorphs to make him and I think there's like a bit where they're like he's like creepily attractive we don't like this <laughs> I think they picked like like your 90s hot nerd for the TV series to uh-huh. be X so he's like he's just nerdy enough to be like I bet he has a pocket protector but he's like just hot enough to be like but I don't care like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy you know like one of those i took the glasses off and it's like oh no he's hot like
0: <laughs> oh no he's hot!
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy So there's that that's that's the megamorph series uh at least the number the first the first book in the megamorph series um it doesn't i don't, I don't remember how much it actually gets referenced going forward mm-hmm. um i mean maybe they reference like rachel's amnesia here and there but i don't think it's like a direct reference Mm -hmm. um and like the main the the two main things that happen um in the next book have to do with the uh, the valique but it also has stuff from the previous like actual like book where they destroyed the candrona ways with the et cetera et cetera so Mm -hmm. uh anything you want to say or anything or should i just zip on over to the alien cool All right, so the alien, like we said before, this is the first book that is going to cover our good boy Axe and let him say all the things. I love that Axe like is like this total warrior, uh, just like brilliant scientist, but just like dumb human, and that he's just like obsessing over the ways that his mouth can make sounds because Andalites themselves don't have mouths. They, um, I think I've shown you a picture of them. I can I can bring another one up if you need me to. But they have like this weird like kind of like nose slit where you think it would become like a mouth like right below it, but it doesn't. There's just like a blank space there. So they use thought speak and by thinking their thoughts and they can direct them as a broadcast or they can direct them to a specific person, which sounds fucking dope if I'm honest. Like it'd be cool to be at a party and just like look at my significant other and be like, we need to get the fuck out of here. And they're just like, oh word, okay. Someone threw up in the bathroom. Yeah, let's get out of here. And we're just like, "All right, this is a great time. Have a good night, everybody." You just thought speak it to everybody, and like even the person like this throwing up in the bathroom is like, "Good night." <laughs> anyway, um, so the so this one starts basically at, it, it kind of recaps the whole Kendrona and Valik situation, and the animorphs are like, "We struck this huge blow." Hopefully we're going to start hearing stuff in the news of people being like freaking out because as we learned in the Megamorphs book, there was somebody who like went insane over their, their captivity, you know, but they managed to escape somehow. Um, so they're hoping that they're going to have, they're going to hear similar cases of people like babbling about Yerks and like, like stuff that the, that the Yerks wouldn't necessarily be able to control because, you know, people are starting to free themselves of the control. But they're disappointed because nothing happens there's no like news about it nothing um and so they like all right well I mean we can at least celebrate that we like struck this huge blow I guess even though it didn't really seem to do that much so they decide to take acts to see a movie which I will remind you (laughs) is a horrible idea (laughs) because Of the popcorn and the grease and the salt. And I'm not saying that as me. I'm literally saying that as, like, that becomes, like, a minor plot point in the the books that he's obsessed with the grease and the salt and the popcorn and he just can't help himself because of all the tastes. But they happen to, as they are there, see a man's yerk publicly die. Like, it comes out of his ear and everything. And they're like, oh, shit. And as soon as this happens, a policeman shoots the man and kills him. So they're like, wait, what? And it's obvious that this man is like a controller, like the, the policeman is a controller. So they're like, oh, snap. They're literally just like killing people to keep this under wraps. The Animorphs are are like, OK, well, they're going to you know take Axe to school and uh, and they, they basically disguise him as Jake's other cousin, Philip, which is just a great name. <laughs> and um, uh, this happens again. Another teacher that was a controller ends up losing their yurk because of Kondrona starvation. And Chapman is like, everyone get out. Everyone get out now. And the Animorphs, like, as they're on their way out, they just happen to see Chapman basically execute this dude who was you know, an X controller. So they're, they're very angry with X at this point because they realize that he knows what happens when the Yerks lose control like uh, of, of a host like this. They straight up are just like, nah, you're dead now. Like, you can't know this. So they're like, they were thinking that like people were going to Get the chance to like speak out and be like this weird shit is happening. Let's go to the news, blah, 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 blah. But like the Yerkes contingency plan is now nah, you're just dead. Like you are just going to murder you because you know, if we can't control you, you're, we're going to kill you. Is basically the way that they kind of go on it. And they're basically like, well, now innocent people are dying as a result of what they did. Like they're feeling like, so that that's sort of like guilt where them destroying the Kondrona Ray is not freeing people. It's murdering them instead. Mm-hmm. And so Axe is like, you know, that they you, you guys wouldn't have known that if we hadn't destroyed the Kondrona anyway. And Jake is like, you have a lot to learn, buddy, <laughs> which is like no shit. He's not human. Um, so the next day, um, Marco um, takes uh, Axe to a bookshop and is like, you know, maybe like we just need to build some more trust because obviously like they're fighting on the same side. But their, their relationship between Axe and the rest of the human anamorphs is still kind of shaky. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, you know, they don't really trust each other
2: yet. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then Marco is like, oh, snap, I forgot my money. So they go back. They go back to Marco's house so that they can get his wallet or whatever. And then while Axe is uh, hanging out in uh, the living room of Marco's place, he like, gets bored because he's still a young person even though he's not human and mm-hmm. so he, he like and he's also like you know incredibly smart and so he sees this computer and is like oh I'm gonna play this game on it and the game that Axe thinks he's playing is called Fix the Mistakes what he's actually doing is he developed a new system for a radio telescope on Marco's dad's fucking computer <laughs> Like I guess Marco's dad was like messing around with like some project that he was trying to do something. And Axe is just like, oh yeah, I can do this. It's <laughs> like so he's just like created this like super advanced ass telescope out of whatever Marco's dad was messing around with. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Um, and so they they recruit Tobias to go to the observatory and basically uh Axe gets to talk to people on his homeworld as a result of using this thing that like Axe fixed that Marco's dad was working on. And um, the Andalite, like the Andalite that he talks to that he gets to like, actually like communicate with is like, yeah, um, I'm making you assume all responsibility for your brother's actions, but you're forgiven. Like, so it's like this weird thing of like, but this is all this, you have to take responsibility for this, but it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's whatever. And then he's about to like be like, "Hey, where are my parents?" And then um, he's interrupted by a controller whose uh, loved ones dies uh, when viscer Three chose to sacrifice her after the controller's destruction. So, Axe is like, uh, "Where is where is Viser Three right now?" Because he obviously wants to ruin viscer 3's lunch um, and probably more. So he's like, "You know, the the thing about that is that like obviously." the human host or the, the, the controller host has to eat as well. It can't just be like they subsist off of whatever the Yerks are doing. Huh. So he finds out where visitor 3's host body is when it needs to feed. And he decides to go alone. He's like, I'm not telling anyone that I'm going on this mission. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even tell them that he's gotten this information um he goes and finds viscer three he morphs into a rattlesnake and poisons him um and is basically uh like stepped on mm-hmm. because he's still a rattlesnake so he's about to die because his neck oh well, his you know his spine is essentially broken um the anamorphs arrive uh just in time to save him like i I don't remember exactly how they found out where he was going, but I think the book will explain it shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh Viser 3 is like, oh shit, this body is poisoned, it's gonna die. And he leaves, and Axe is unable to kill the Andelite that was um, you know, Viser 3's host, essentially. And I believe his name, I know the first part, I know it's Alorin, so I'm gonna look it up. Give me a second. Um, Aloran Semeter Coras he tells uh, he says he asks Axe to tell his family that he's still alive and he hasn't lost hope even though he's a controller mm. um, Axe returns to the observatory He calls his home planet and he delivers the message and then he says Earth is now his new home and he's staying so basically oh. Axe was kind of like in the position of he just wanted to get home and mm-hmm. And, like, they were going to be like, okay, yeah, we'll send some Andalites to, like, help you deal with this Yerk situation. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, essentially switched to the point where now he wants to stay. Aww. Um, and he says he's going to tell the Animorphs everything. So he says that, uh, he tells the Animorphs that um, a, a uh, individual named Cero uh, was the first Andalite to go to the Yurk home planet and that he felt sorry for the Yurks and he gave them the technology that they later used to conquer the world. So essentially, c Rowe is a huge outcast because he went to the Yurk home world and was like, I feel bad for you like blind like slugs that can't really do anything. Here, have some technology. And they were like, hey, cool, thanks, bro. We're literally going to take over everything. <laughs> thanks, see you later. And... Uh, Contrary to what he expected, the others didn't blame the Andalites. They like recognized like that this was like a good thing that they like. He tried to do. He tried to give these like things that he felt sorry for freedom and you know Uh like Uh you know it's you know you can't. I guess it's like a weird sort of survivor's guilt kind of thing. Uh But um, but like the other animorphs are like, well, they share the same goal. They want freedom. You know, Uh and uh, like humans and Andalites aren't all that different. You know, kind of a thing. Um. The one there's one actual major inconsistency that like got widely talked about for this, and I remember finding it um on like an Animorphs message board back when those were a thing, like Mm -hmm. uh, a huge thing. And that they pointed out that Axe doesn't respond to ThoughtSpeak because he's in human morph, Mm -hmm. um, but it's an inconsistency because Axe's human morph is still a morph, so Uh he should be able to like receive and and. And transport, like, and use thought speak, mm-hmm. um. And they correct this later on, so they, mm-hmm. this is like the one time I think that it, like it, 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 it's a goof, but and um, unfortunately, um, both Visor Three and um, Alaran survive the attack, and uh, I believe Visor Three regains control of Alaran, so that is the alien that's axe's first foray out into the whole narrating situation Mm -hmm. so yeah thoughts (laughs) that one that one goes a little bit harder than the megamorphs one i think because of just like all of the stuff that happens in it Mm -hmm. and like the the changes of heart and stuff that happen Mm -hmm. as a result of it
0: i know it's so sweet i want to stay here because i like yeah. it here on earth oh so beautiful mm. <laughs> yeah. oh man it's so
1: nice and cute and fun um i think we have a little bit more time i can hit number uh number nine if we want to. yeah go for it okay cool um so on that note we'll just skip on over to the secret which is uh I love this book for the ending because it's so fucking good. I love it. It's it's so stupid, but it's so good. (laughs) I don't I don't mean stupid like it's not poorly written, but it's just like, yeah, this is the book that like reminds you that like, ultimately, these are kids.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And
1: I'll you'll you'll see why soon. Okay. So um this is a Cassie narrated book, and I freaking love Cassie so much. She's the one that is arguably like the most advanced anamorph because she's the first one that figures out how to morph like skin tight clothing as a part oh, of it. Okay. Because that's one of the things that like you like generally you can't do. So like, you know, us sit in our fucking comfy where if we were anamorphs, we would like if we morphed and then demorph we would be naked because the clothes just don't come along (laughs) but like she she figures out how to like use like skin tight suits to come along so that that way she has some sort of modesty cover up Uh um and she's typically described described as like the most graceful morpher so like Uh if she morphed a horse like she would do it in a way that was like beautiful instead of just like i'm a mass of like shifting flesh and this is awful to look at um (laughs) and and Catherine actually leans into that and when like obviously not in in um books that that uh, Cassie is narrating but like especially like Jake is narrating he will like catch Cassie morphing and it's Mm -hmm. like like the mane sprouted out from her head first so you see like this beautiful hair just like flowing in the wind or some shit like that anyway Cassie uh just uh Find, get some recon from Axe and Tobias that the Yerks have set up a dummy logging company called the Dapson Logging Company, which is a great name, <laughs> Dapson, um, in the woods. They want to basically destroy the forest and look for the the Animorphs, who they still believe to be a group of Andalites. Uh-huh. Um, they don't they don't uh, believe that that that's what's uh, you know that's the situation is that they're fighting humans. Uh-huh. So they're basically just trying to destroy a whole bunch of forest area to find the Andalites and capture them. Um, they go to check it out, but they're chased away and they sh- they're they shot at. So they're like, all right, well, we didn't really take any injuries or anything like that, but we're good. Mm-hmm. But the next day... Cassie and her father are hanging out and they run like this huge like sanctuary mm-hmm. for like injured, wounded animals and like endangered species and stuff like that, basically off of their farm. Aww. And they find this skunk that was hit by a dracon beam, which is one of the weapons that the Yerk uses, like essentially like their handheld weapon. Um, so um Cassie's father is like checking the skunk out and he's like, yo, this skunk probably just gave birth. And Cassie's like, oh, shit, like we went out there. <laughs> And it's our fault that this poor skunk probably got attacked. And now, like, not only is it injured, but it's separated from its babies, you know? Mm-hmm. So she's super, she feels a ton of guilt. Mm-hmm. She suggests that she could find out how the permission got, uh, the Yerkes got permission basically to cut down trees because it's a national forest that they're like hanging uh-huh. around. Um, and then she's like, well, if they didn't have permission to do it, the news media would be bringing attention, right? And that's not what they would want because that causes suspicion
2: mm-hmm.
1: so they go back and they enter the logging camp to find out what's going on and then Tobias notices that there are termite tunnels in the building so he's like y'all maybe want to morph termites because <laughs> again he can't do it so he's right. like maybe and so they're like alright and Jake uh, morphs into wolf and while uh, while the other animorphs morph and enter the building they are they find out uh, very quickly actually that termites are very hive-minded because the termite queen basically takes control of them and is like, "No, y'all. I don't know where y'all are going, but you need to serve me. Like, do do this thing." And they're like, "Oh shit, we can't fight the termite instincts. So I guess we're gonna do this thing." And like, obviously, if they couldn't fight them, they would not demorph, and then they'd be trapped as termites forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but before they can like lose themselves in the termites like instincts Cassie actually manages to kill the queen and it's like Cassie of all people like this Mm -hmm. is totally like something that the book would probably give to like Rachel or maybe Marco in a pinch but like they make a big deal out of like Cassie being the one to like free them from the control of the queen by doing so and of course she feels a ton of guilt over it but she's you know it's a survival thing they get the information that they need. They disable the Yerk's defenses and they escape. So like, other than like the traumatic experience of like her murdering an innocent animal who was just doing what its instincts t- tell it to do. Yeah. Um, they, they actually have a pretty successful mission. So um, they find out that there's a committee uh, who decides on like who can log, et cetera, et cetera. And then apparently it's a committee of three people and one person has voted yes. And one person has voted no. Mm -hmm. so there's like a third person and so like they're like okay chances are pretty good they're going to try and make this other person a controller so that they can say yes for sure you know and they find out what his name is i'm not going to say it because it doesn't really matter um and they they find out who the third person is uh, and they're like he's coming to this camp to make the decision they decide to like try and you know intervene but cassie is still concerned with the skunk babies and she's like looking for them so she's like not on this mission necessarily um she employs tobias to help her because he's a predator and so he's probably you know as a red-tailed hawk especially mm-hmm. he's probably able to like find you know find them for food so he's like i'll help you find them for not food but for yeah. safety uh-huh. um and he actually uh, kind of breaks that a little bit because he finds five of them and he eats one of them. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that's... I think actually... I, I may have told that backwards. I think what actually happens is is that he eats one of them not necessarily knowing. And then Cassie oh. is like, I need those. And he's like, my bad, fam. I already ate one, but you can have the other ones. I won't do that. Um, so Cassie rescues them And they, the Animorphs, like, as a B-plot, kind of start taking care of them, you know? Mm -hmm. Even Tobias is doing some skunk sitting, which is, like, hilarious to think of a red-tailed hawk just, like, being like, (laughs) I won't eat these skunks. I won't eat these skunks. I really want (laughs) to eat these skunks, but I'm not going to eat them because I have to make sure that they're fed and happy. So, uh, here's a funny thing. Uh, Marco names the skunks after the members of the Ramones. (laughs) Joey, Johnny, Marky, and CJ are the name of these baby skunks.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. So I find that hilarious, but mm. at the same time, you know, my cats are named after Beatles songs. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. Mm. I'm with you. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, um, uh, the, 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 uh, ending action of the book is they go back to the whole bit where they're trying to, um, to stop that the, the 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 last committee member from being captured but they fail and both Cassie and the dude are captured mm-hmm. but what they don't know is that Cassie has acquired a skunk morph she morphs into skunks sprays all of the controllers and visor 3 oh, with their defense yeah and uh and because Ax is with them he basically speaks up on behalf of the group and is like yo if you let us go, I'll tell you how to get rid of this smell. And visitor three is like, this shit stinks, bro. Deal. <laughs> he's like, I hate you, but I hate the smell worse. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, fine. So um, the the third committee member is transported to a hospital as soon as he's possibly able to. He's not taking control of because the bargain includes him. So
2: mm-hmm, they're like, you
1: mm-hmm. have to let us go and him. Mm-hmm. You can't have any of it. He's like, Smart. fine. So, so so, yeah. So the dude is like, "All right, I'm voting no on this because I was literally attacked, uh, by y'all who are trying to like do." I don't think he sees Visser three. I think he sees them as humans, but he's like, they attacked me and tried to like kidnap me. So Mm -hmm. hell Mm no. He votes it, and he's also like, "I'm going to sue the company." So, you know, peak peak just American. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So they, they 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 get out, and then Axe tells them what will get rid of the stink. Now, this is why I love this book, because he fucking lies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! That is. Oh, that, my God. Oh, my God. So good. Take that. a
1: wild stab as, as to what he tells him will get rid of the smell. Just Just top of your head.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know, because now all I'm thinking about are things that I've actually heard get rid of. Skunk smell. So now, okay.
1: like,
0: I don't know. Uh, the, okay, them. okay.
1: So I'll tell you that, um, according to the book, it's tomato juice. Yeah. So if it's if, if he fucking lied, it, it's just guess literally anything but tomato juice. First, top of your head, very first thing that comes to mind.
0: Milk is the first thing that comes to mind.
1: He tells him it's grape juice. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: Okay, so now, regular grape juice or white grape juice? <laughs> it doesn't
1: say. Well, I'm going to assume regular grape juice because. Um, it say, I'm sure. And, and okay, so to so, according to the synopsis, because uh-huh. I don't, I didn't read the book uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells the Yerks that grape juice will remove the stink instead of tomato juice, which at best mas- masks the smell. Mm-hmm. So not only did he fucking lie, but he didn't even tell them the thing that would at least help them out a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've uh heard Tobias that does in some... other things. Like I've yeah. read
0: that in other books or whatever that like tomato juice is supposed to help with it, but I don't mm-hmm. know how well. Yeah. So.
1: So he fucking lies and i just like I remember dying laughing at being like he told these motherfuckers it was grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Tobias what a does kid re- thing to do. <laughs> yeah, so Tobias does recon later and he finds out that the fucking Yurks went on a grocery run and got a ton of fucking grape juice and now viscer three is like bathing in grape juice and now he's purple
2: (laughs) oh god that's amazing
1: tobias says and i quote a uh, viscer three is a lovely attractive shade of purple (laughs) wow all right <laughs> So now like I just the, the picture of this the ending of this book is just so just chef's kiss because yeah. he's like no you have to give us this human and let us go and we'll tell you how to get rid of that smell and Visitor three is like fucking deal bro help us out this shit stinks awful and he's like yeah no worry it's fucking grape juice, dude. Have a good time. And they're going to fucking Rite Aid. Like, <laughs> where's the grape juice? Where's the grape juice? Where's the grape juice? Who, which one of you controllers has grape juice in your house? Surrender it. <laughs> <laughs> like they're strong arming human controllers to be like, did you go to the grocery store and get some grape juice? Go to fucking Rite Aid, go to pick and save, go anywhere. <laughs> they're just spending all these humans money on grape juice that it doesn't even fucking work. <laughs> Oh my god. Shit kills me. God. Oh, it's so funny to me. I don't know why. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's oh, just just like preparing
1: so for this. It like, oh, it was just dumb but entertaining. That's I was, like, this is the best.
0: That's I was like,
1: what a fucking <laughs> kids' way to solve that problem. Like, I guarantee you, somebody who is mature at heart would have been like, All right, yeah, it's tomato juice. You let us go, so a deal's a deal. And the kids are like, No, we hate you. Fuck off, it's grape juice. <laughs> stink for the rest of your life bitch we don't care oh my god oh it's so good and that is the secret yeah because the secret was that they lied no. <laughs> oh man oh man thoughts
0: so good yeah i'm i'm living for that ending that is oh. Amazing, dumb but entertaining, like I said, I think that's our
2: sweet
1: spot so <laughs> <laughs> fucking perfect. Oh,
0: that's
1: fucking perfect All right, um we'll save the Android for next time because yep. that's the next one in the book and that one drops a lot of fucking bombshells. so okay. it it some shit goes down in number ten. so right. if you want to see to hear number us talk about number ten and or eleven. Which is the forgotten, which they don't actually cover in um, the uh, other one, which also, I think, uh, drops some bombshells as well. Um, Let us know. You can tweet at us at ASWAYD on Twitter, or you can send us a message on the Instagram. Uh, You can also add gmail.com, put it in your email client du jour, and email us and let us know. We can possibly even read your comments on the air uh if you would like you can of course say you don't want to know you don't want us to tell you tell people who you are or whatever that's totally fine and you can of course hit us up on our personal accounts shake meets world for amelia at a black sparrow for me uh including twitch i I stream there and stuff um i think chances are good by the time that you are hearing this the island will have left Mm -hmm. and it will be gone to the annals of history so i'm sorry that you missed it but hopefully um if there are any other cool projects that i am a part of i will let you know you can always of course check my socials because i will talk about them endlessly there <laughs> with that being said i didn't make up a theme song for it but it's million. what the fuck is this woo! i have to wait for the woo <laughs> This is the part of the episode where I find something ridiculous on the internet and I show it to Amelia without any context. So, without any further ado, here you are, Amelia.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. So it's this dude that goes running through the frame and on a wood floor and starts sliding down this wood floor hallway, which I I feel like it looks greased in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, So that he's just like literally sliding on his bare feet across this floor but then at the end of the hallway he can't stop and so he just like runs straight into a door and the door like pushes open and it looks like part of the door or the door frame breaks
1: yeah i think he breaks the door frame
0: um and like he probably got hurt and i feel really bad about that but i'm hoping that he's not too terribly hurt um otherwise it wouldn't be that He's funny like drop to kicks post the this door open. um but it is fucking hilarious and i'm dying and i need to watch it eight more times
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think the funniest part to me like is twofold one the part of the door frame that falls looks like it hits him right in the junk like <laughs> or like between yeah, his legs at worst or at best rather and the other part of it is <laughs> the person
0: Sorry, I'm watching it again and no, waiting you're fine. for that to felt yeah, totally like it looks like it hits him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then the the girl like there's a femme voice in the background that just like it's perfectly cut off at the end where she's just like, I and then it's over. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh. in well, the way ah! that he's yelling like, oh no. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so fucking. It's funny. just like, did what you did you honestly
1: man. think that you were going to slow down?
0: Right, like <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know where this is, but like my mind put it
1: in a frat house yeah it's like it's either in like a college dorm or a frat house yeah it's, I think that's where it's at oh my god um, this comes curtis- courtesy to us uh, via unusual videos um, so we will shout them out that there's unusual videos on twitter Um the one that's right below it fucking I would never create use this as a WTF because it just it's so it's so hurtful <laughs> yeah, yeah it's no yeah it's not to call your attention to it but like it's just a video of this woman who has like some real high shoes on and she just steps wrong and just collapses it's not oh that's
0: not even what I have is the next video oh
1: okay never mind then you got something different than I got yeah but but this
0: one is still it's somebody kicking a ball and on something slippery and Mm -hmm. falls down like right on his back
1: oh no okay you have to send that to me I have to see that (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) You know me. Uh, I th- Okay, so quick, quick fun story from my time. So, before YouTube was a thing, there was a website that was called bigboys.com. Oh, yes, no. I know it sounds fucking, it sounds like it, what you would think it might be, but I promise it's not. Um, and there were that, this was essentially what I used for YouTube because it was where you could find all these funny videos that people have posted. And it was a video of um, exercise ball, like, Pranks. Mm-hmm.
0: And I just
1: remember it being a compilation and it was a video. And I probably have talked about this on the podcast before, but it's a video of this kitchen. And then the camera's like up here, and it's it's like shooting down into the kitchen. And it's somebody yelling from like a living room or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're yelling at something, and there's a guy in the kitchen. And he's like, hold the fuck up, I'm, I'll be right there or some shit like that. And he moves and there's like, it's like one of those like cutouts in the wall where it's like, it's like a window essentially in the house so you can like, you know, and the exercise ball comes out of the darkness of the living room, mm-hmm. right as he's moving towards that particular window and just slams into his face. Oh and then as soon as it's there, it's gone again. Cause it's like what? it went back into the living room. Yeah. So it just looks like something just like red just like slams into his face and is gone. Yeah. Oh and he God. just like eats it. It's, oh, that used to be one of the funniest things to me. <laughs> And so when you said, oh, he kicks a ball and falls, I was like, anytime I think of that, yep. uh, I think of stuff like that happening, and I have to go find exercise ball fails on YouTube again. So, oh,
0: my God. That's amazing. Anyway,
1: that was WTF for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. So that's basically what we've got for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, like Sherry <clears throat> said, hit us up A S W A Y D P O D. And. And yeah, that's, that's all we've got. So with that, I've been Amelia.
1: I've been Sherrick. And sometimes you're an advertising executive and your daughter suffers from diabetes, but your family's kind of falling apart. So you find a woman on a train and you're like, Hey, she's kind of cute. And then you strike up a conversation and then all of a sudden you find out she's married. And so you have a rapport, and then you decide to have like some sort of affair, but then like an armed robber comes in in the middle of your affair and he like takes all your stuff. And then all of a sudden he's like blackmailing you. And then you give him the money even though your, your wife is like, what's, what's happened? $20,000 has disappeared. And you're like, don't worry about it. And then he's like, Oh, a hundred thousand dollars. And then you're just like trying to figure out what to do because you're being blackmailed. And then you find out that the woman that you was having the affair with is, is in on it the whole time. And then you have to like, go ahead and fight both of them. And then you like somehow exhibit is there and I don't understand why. And like, then I'll, you, you got to kill them both. And then you find out that you get your money back and then you like try and repair your marriage. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>